Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel Down for another great show. Uh, Don't have Drew with me this week. Uh, we, we think we've got a, a new baby here. Uh, we, I didn't want to bother him, but, uh, pretty sure that's the case. So congrats to them and, you know, prayers and hope all is doing well, uh, for anybody catching this on YouTube, Facebook, or anything that's getting the video feed, y'all already see the guest for this week. Uh, for everybody listening, the man no, needs no introduction. If you follow kite tournament fishing, which if you're listening to this, I know you do. Uh, but without any further ado, the 2021 Hobie BOS Angler of the Year, Mr. Jordan Marshall. What's up, brother? What's up? How you doing, Jimmy? Man, I'm I'm getting it. Um, it's been a hell of a freaking beginning of this week. I'm glad to sit down and talk some fishing with you and hear about what's been going up. But but how are you, man? Are you still in like this big fuzz, or like is it? starting to calm down and work's already kicking back off or um yeah work work, work kicked back off today uh I, I basically had about a week off and i got back today worked 12 hours and, and everything's you know quote unquote back to normal in the world <laughs> and, uh, dealing dealing with people again so wow that uh, sucks <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i'm excited I'm, I'm i'm still i'm still riding my excitement um I think it'll probably take a couple more days for me to come down off off that, but I'm, oh, I'm certainly. I, I think it'll be more than that, man. Every time that, because it'll get brought up fifty six more times in the next month, you'll you won't be able to live it down. Everybody wants to hear about it. 
So yeah, I, I'm sure you'll get fine. five million invites <laughs> for podcasts, and and I'm happy to do every one of them. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy. It. I, I was telling some guys last night after I got off the KBN that I that I really do enjoy enjoy being on podcasts and talking. You know, win 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 or lose, I, I I'm no shortage of words. They they even mentioned on the uh, on the camera boat one day when they on me. Um, they're like, man, you, you know. We we need more people like you to talk while we're uh, while we're filming them. I was like, well, I said y'all just tell me to shut up because I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> I understand that problem. That's a that's something we always talk about uh, in all these shows. We always end up getting around to like progression of the sport, and we've mentioned it before. Just like you just said, or like they said, we've got some great people that don't. Uh, I would say market themselves in the best, and and it's not like they're they're rude or anything about it, but some people just aren't comfortable talking. Like, but if you look at that next level, like them guys in the boats, they talk, uh, you can listen closely. The cameramen are asking them questions, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of it is you need those people there too, to be good at their job, to kind of get the conversation going. Cause there's some, I've got some buddies that are phenomenal anglers here in Alabama and you can't get them to talk after the tournament, like (laughs) hanging around with everybody. They're just sitting there like, check. Let me go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, but yeah. there's someone at the TOC. I, I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but AJ was kind of proud. And I'm like, Hey, you know what, what did it take you to do well this weekend? And, and they're like, Oh, well I just, uh, fished, fished offshore a little bit. And it was, uh, somebody was making a comment, you know, uh, even after the tournament, after they're holding the check, they still didn't want to give up any secrets. You know, it was, um, it was funny cause there's, there's a lot of us like that. I don't want to give anything up, uh, before, after, during, r- regardless, you know, a lot. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Hopefully. You know, some of it comes down to how serious some of the people take it too. Like yeah. if you've got anglers trying to do it for a living, I would understand it, you know, and, but you know, if this is just like your one and done, like this is the one tournament you can make a year. I probably wouldn't tell you crap if I won that either. <laughs> like, yeah. This is all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I used to be uh, a little bit uh, tighter lip with those kind of things. And then I realized, um, you know, as much as, you know, you travel and fish these tournaments, um, very rarely are we going to come back at the same time of the year to fish the same tournament. So, um, you know, there's, you know, I fish a lot of running gun stuff and, you know, that, that stuff changes so much in the course of, um, a month or two or, you know, come all the way back around to, you know, 13 months later when you come back for, you know, the, uh, the same tournament, like you follow right now, this past weekend, we're going to go back there in the spring, you know, everything's going to be different when we get back down there. So, I mean, I, I really had no problem saying, you know, what I was throwing because, you know, I'm going to probably throw the exact same thing when I go down there again and just fish a different area. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, just because you have every piece of the information don't mean you can do it. Like I can sit right next to you and give you every piece of juice and you can still not catch them. You know, there's still work to be done and talent to have and skill. And yeah, one of the, one of the best quotes I ever got was it's, it's almost impossible to catch other people's fish. Um, you, you can learn everything in the world about it, but you have to find fish that you can catch. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to catch other people's fish. That's a killer piece of advice that too many people need to, to hear about. I don't, I don't get the, I, I mean, maybe used to, you know, you get caught up in the moment, man, where were you fishing? What were you throwing? But as you do it for a little while, I don't understand that mentality as much anymore because there's no, like, 
there's no secret. There's no magic trick. Like it doesn't matter. Just like in that, you got to catch your own fish and you're not going to catch any other, but uh, someone else's fish. It's so very true. Right. But well, uh, wanted to have you on, obviously you won the AOI. Uh, we wanted to talk about your year as a whole leading into this because angler of the year is not one event. It can be decided in one event as we saw. Um, but it's a, you know, grinding through a year, making it to events, being consistent. Um, but what I wanted to do first was just go over a little bit of your stats, not to make you blush or nothing like that, but we like to talk them up. So, uh, we'll start with just your 2021 Hobie stats. Uh, 13th at Seminole, 44th Watts bar, ninth broken bow, 102nd at Lake Hartwell. So everybody usually has one that you just would like. I heard a lot of people say that they wish Lake Hartwell hadn't been a thing. I had like a lot of folks didn't like it. <laughs> I went to Hartwell. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of practice and I knew there were guys catching a lot of fish. And I basically went to Hartwell and fished a bunch of off the wall stuff. Like I went way up the rivers and stuff and basically just threw big baits and tried to do really random things to just try to like knock it out of the park. And, you know, I ended up basically swinging and missing on that and, and headed home early on, on, day two and you know that's one of those things every now and then you just kind of have to do that and you know accept that outcome you know accept those possibilities when you go into a tournament but oh man stuff stuff happens like it's there's a lot of skill on it but sometimes there's luck you know and i'm a big believer in taking chances which is probably why i never do good because i don't know i i'm really big about not following my gut like i'm like okay my gut's telling me this that can't be right. I'm going to do the exact opposite and it never works. And I just never, I'm too hard headed, I guess, but no, it, it happens. But then that's part of it. But you had a, a very consistent year. You went from there to the Susky and got fifth Pickwick and got six and you were second overall at the TOC. So, you know, killer, killer year there. Uh, looking at some of your other stuff you had going for you this year, you're a hammer in Tennessee. And I know a lot of them boys probably don't like, like paying you up. Uh, there's there's a bunch of them. I got a bunch of friends in Tennessee, and you know, like there's like you and Derek Bostic and yeah. a bunch of other guys whaling down there in uh, Central. Like yeah. people are sick of paying y'all. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's 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 lots of friends and and probably some some not not super great friends that are there within the state. <laughs> so that's that's yeah, hard, I guess um, you know I'm I'm a big Yankees fan, and I remember. Um, I remember a quote. I think it was uh, was Mickey Mantle or somebody that said, uh, "You know, they they don't they don't boo losers," um, in, in Yankee Stadium or when you go other places like like Fenway, they said they don't boo losers. So, you know, <laughs> I got to hear some boos every now and then. I guess that's that's part of it. No, no, man, that's you're. You know, I'm just down below the state line in Alabama, and I talk about it every year. I'm going to come up there and fish with y'all, and then like when the season's first kicking off, I'll see like the stacked names going into some of these tournaments. I'm like, bro, I don't even have a chance. Those aren't my waters. I've never fished those waters. <laughs> a lot of absolute hammers. Uh, I, I don't think sometimes people realize um, how good the entirety of the state of Tennessee is. Um, um, Lambert's there. Um, Russ is there. Riser's there. Um, my buddy, Eric Thomason, uh, which, you know, a lot of people don't realize how good of an angler he is. I see it in our local trail and I see it cause we travel together. 
Um, he knows what he's doing too. Um, Matt Millard, who finished fourth this weekend at COC, is up in uh, Johnson City. He's an absolute hammer. And there's there's a lot of guys, um, even extremely locally like here, that you know they're they're unbelievable fishermen. Um, Joey Berry's one of them. Um, they're unbelievable anglers. And you know I don't I don't think people outside of of or of Knoxville and East Tennessee really know who they are. And it's it's a shame, but. You know, hopefully um, there's more trails and this kind of grows. Hopefully some of those guys can get out and, and fish some more and, and people realize how good they are because, I mean, I, I didn't win the Angler of the Year on my local trail and I didn't finish runner-up. You know, I, I finished <laughs> third in the in the Angler of the Year local trail because there's um, two guys, Joby won our Angler of the Year and Daniel Lyons, uh, we call him Pro Neighbor. Pro Neighbor is <laughs> a, a fantastic technical fisherman and – um, he's the exact opposite of me and I give him a hard time a lot, but uh, he knows what he's doing too. Who was it? That, well, it was Joey who? Uh, Joby, J-O-B-Y. Joby. Okay. Very, he's, he's an unbelievable angler, um, lives on Watts bar. He did absolutely fantastic at, at Watts bar. Uh, and, and, uh, he was, he was in the running for the chick, uh, Bassmaster event this summer too. He, he's a young guy. Um, fantastic angler fish fish is very slow the exact opposite of me (laughs) (laughs) i can't do that some some dudes got it and that's the ones that you see and hear about their names just like you're talking about but that is i don't have that kind of patience well uh let's get into it i mean you kind of talked about it before but uh tell us a little about yourself for anybody who may not know who you are uh how you got into it and maybe what you do when you're not kayak fishing yeah, um, I got my first kayak. Uh, my parents bought it for me when I was 16. Um, it was just a plain Jane Pelican Castaway 110, I think was the name of it. And um, did, did it, got, got got the kayak so I could fish some ponds by the house and fish the Little River by my house, which is a um, average uh, smallmouth fishery at best. Some people don't even consider it average. Um, that was, that was what got me into it, uh, was fishing ponds around my house and, and, and some smallmouth river. And, um, I was 18, uh, and I posted that picture up with, with me and Drew as my first kayak tournament. Um, I'd been kayak fishing maybe, um, uh, probably less than six months and went down to Gunnersville and, um, our Tennessee team. Uh, one and I finished second in the individual and after that point it was just game over I was hooked um, it was everything I looked at everything went went and learned as much as I could after that was watching YouTube videos and everything like that and um, it, it really just snowballed from there went to the um, KBF Open uh, at Santee Cooper the, the following year and uh, in my in my little pelican out there at Santee paddling around and uh, that was really tough. We had like a really bad cold front that, that first day of that tournament. Um, really the, the only thing I remember from that tournament was there was like 200 or so people. And I thought I was the man for being in 20th place or so with two fish that probably didn't go 25 inches between the two of them. Okay. And, Sounds uh, like nobody else caught much. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was rough. And, uh, I, I got a quick reality check on day two when I zeroed and, um, you know, learn, learn that tournaments get real hard real quick. 
And uh, I think Corey Dreyer won that tournament maybe, or he did really well. Um, and, and I remember Ron, that was the first time I met Ron. Uh, Ron had big fish at the tournament. He caught an absolute freak donkey that was like 25 inches long or something Jesus. like that. And uh, swore I would never go back to Santee Cooper. And up until this point, I've kept that promise. But up until I saw AJ's um, Hobie schedule here this this past uh, month or so, I, I kind of realized I'm probably not going to be able to keep that promise because that's um, one of the closer ones on the schedule outside of Chickamauga. So I'll, I'll probably yeah. um, end up heading down there. So. What's your, uh, obviously, it's probably Chick. Which one are you looking forward to the most next season? Um, chick is absolutely not, um, chick, really? chick, chick is the one I'm least, um, if you ask anybody that, that knows, knows me, knows locally, I freaking hate Chick Maga. And there's, <laughs> there's, there's it, never any point in time that that has ever differed. And I can't imagine it ever changing. I don't, I don't care if they drain the lake. I've probably won as much money on Chickamauga as anybody has in a kayak. I could be wrong, but I, I've fished it a lot. Um, I think it's, a great place to catch a 10 pounder. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not dumb. You know, I, I see what's, what's going on there, but what people don't realize is there's 900 other people on a given Saturday trying to catch a 10 pounder when you are. And most of them hate kayaks. And, um, I've had people just cut right in front of me and, and cast right over the top of my line. Like I'm not even there. And, you know, there's a lot of days. If you keep up with tournaments on Chickamauga, you know, uh, people see the 30 and 40 pound bags and things like that. But what people don't see is half the people in that same tournament caught zero fish or one fish or two fish. So there's a feast or famine on Chickamauga. And as far I was just as about I to say that <laughs> it's, it's, uh, an overhyped lake for average fish and, and having enjoyable days. Um, but I, I will be there that being said, and, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll fish, you know, halfway decent and, get a top 20 and just get some points out of that one. Cause I have, um, um, low expectations for that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, call it right now. Jordan's going to win that event. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have you back. I'm calling it now. I'm getting you first just so I can say, yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. But as far as most looking forward to it is, uh, without a doubt, Susky. Um, I had, um, an absolute blast there, uh, this, this year, um, that's probably the most fun I've ever had in a tournament. Maybe the most fun I've ever had fishing, you know, two back-to-back days, um, outside of, you know, where, where I live, just fishing a couple of rivers here with, with some friends, but Susky's definitely up there. I was so glad to see that. Um, I'd actually heard a rumor that it was going to be the TOC. So when I first saw it on the schedule that it was in the summer, I was a little bit bummed, but at least yeah. I was back on the schedule. Cause I was already licking my chops thinking, well, you know, you know, I, I didn't get it at, you know, Knoxville when it was here, but if TOC's there next year, because I'd already written you fall off, I was like, I, I, you know, you know <laughs> I, I'm, you know, whatever happens that you follow happens, you know, maybe re, you know, regroup and hit Susky hard next year for TOC, and then it came out in the middle of the year. So g- glad it's back on the schedule. I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, I think the one that piques my interest the most, as far as curiosity, is the wolf and fox rivers yeah um i probably spent an hour looking at that place today and was just curious you know where possible boundaries and things like that trying to figure out whether it's a um a river largemouth fishery or a river smallmouth fishery and 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 
those kinds of things. There's there's not a whole lot of info on that, at least what I could see. And there's an unbelievable amount of things to just look at as far as, you know, from satellite and stuff like that. I haven't even looked at, you know, Navionics kind of things or, or, or anything down that line because, like I said, I'm just curious about the whole fishery itself as much as anything. I've never even heard of Wolf or, or Fox River up until uh, AJ mentioned it. So that one's that, that one's the one that kind of piques the, the curiosity. I, I want to know some more information about it. Maybe that'll be a cool curveball for everybody, though. You know, a lesser known. I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the lesser known stuff. I mean, I know a lot of the communities may not be about it, but, yeah. you know, that's something I said last week. I liked about the old school MLF was when they would take the anglers like they'd be in a central area in the state and they'd load up, not know where they're going. They'd give them an hour to run the boat around and good luck. That's yeah, I, I, I mean, a little it. different with kayak fishing, but very cool concept. Yeah, I love that concept. I, I think that would uh, benefit what I do as much as anything. I, I feel like that's uh, right up my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, uh, so going from there, we'll we'll start talking about, you know, getting to Angler of the Year. Um, as I said in the beginning of this, you know, not a one tournament situation. You know, it takes a year grinding consistency. Um First, break down how the AOI structure works for Hobie for anybody who doesn't know, because I know based off seeing some of the social media stuff, there's been uh, people that don't understand. And even those that understand don't know why it is how it is or have you know mentioned why not do this, why not do that. Give us a breakdown of how the AOI structure works and what your th- thoughts are on how it works. Obviously, it worked good because you won. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't think they should change it whatsoever. Keep it the same. <laughs> um, yeah, Hobie, uh, you can fish as many events as you want. Um, there, you take your best three. You know whether you fish three or, or all of them. Um, you, they take your best three um, going into the TOC, and then TOC counts towards it as well. And then um, you know if you finish first throughout the year, you get a hundred points. Second, you get ninety nine, et cetera, down through the list. But the TOC is different because there's only 50 people there, so they do a two-point increment down through. So first place is 100, and second place is 98, and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, it really um, puts everybody on – it's the first time all year that everyone is together. Um, There's probably only 15 or 20 people that really travel around and fish more than – five, four or five the entire year. And I'd say there's probably 10 or less people that fish every single one every year. Um, I could be wrong. That's just, you know, what I feel like the numbers are. Um, but when, when everybody meets at the same place, that's the only time that everyone's on a level playing field. And I think it should matter more our local trail that, you know, I kind of help set up. You know, it, it's the same way. It, it counts, and and it, and it should count more. Um, when 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 everybody's there, and and everybody can can be compared equally, um, chaos happens. I mean, that's just part of it. It happens in, in anything. I mean, you see it in college basketball and every, and everywhere else. You know, that's one, it's one of those things where any anything can happen, and there's always a, a shakeup. You know, the last couple of years with with the Hobie. Um, last year I went into it 14th and came out third with a second place finish. And this year I went in eighth and came out first 
And, you know, after the end of the first day, I'll, I'll be honest, I started, I got back to the house and, you know, realized I had a good day and I started sitting around as me and Eric and Matt were watching TV. And I was like, you know what? I, I think I might be close to the top of this thing already. What in the world? <laughs> and, and, you know, there were two of the top 10 guys. Um, Drew, obviously, um, you hate to see Drew not there. And, you know, we, you want to keep him on our thoughts and prayers. That's obviously very, very important. And he's, you know, where he needed to be for, for that situation. And The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And there was another guy, Brian, that was apparently there pre-fishing and then left. And I never really heard anything about that. So, you know, kind of keep him in, in thoughts and prayers as well. Because, you know, that's a big tournament to to miss in general. And to, uh, you know, I think he was even there pre-fishing and went home. So whatever that is, you know, that's something probably serious. So, you know, keep keep him in thoughts and prayers. But um, after the first day when there were uh, quite a few guys struggled, you know, I was like four tenths um, of of a point away from leading it after the first day. And, you know, my whole thought process going into the TOC was I want to win Angler of the Year. At it, it, it the minimum, I want to qualify for Worlds again, but I want to win AOI. La- last year, my whole thought was, you know, I'm out of Angler of the Year. I just want to win the TOC. I, I want to win. It's it's on water that I know. I'm sleeping at home. Um you know, I've fished that area for the last few years. I mean, it's the whole reason I got a kayak was to fish where the TOC was. And there's not a lot of opportunities for people to do that, period, let alone, you know, in that big of a tournament in that stage. And um, this year it was all about angler of the year. And when I got home, <laughs> we I pulled out a cardboard box out of our, out of our garbage and dug through our uh, VRBO house uh, drawers till I found a pen and I was scribbling a pen on uh, on a pizza box or something trying to figure out angle of the year points at nine or ten o'clock because <laughs> I was I was just that was the only thing I could think about you know it was it, it's you know when when I get something in my head you know people give me a hard time about it my girlfriend too when I when I get locked into something I'm 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 locked whether I've got to Google it or, or, or sit down and write out on a piece of paper and figure it out. I, I, I get consumed by things. And, and, and the anger of the year this year was one of those things I just got consumed with. And, and you know, luckily everything worked out. And, you know, or I'd, I'd probably be uh, turned inside out try, trying to do it next year. Right. Well, um, with it being such a big deal for you, I mean, obviously, uh this is a question I had for later, but is it, do you think that if Bassmaster added the AOI structure in, do you, would you take it as seriously as you would Hobie? Or or do you think a lot of anglers would take it more seriously? I personally wouldn't take it as serious as Hobie. I think Hobie is, is the premier deal right now. Um, and, and has been for a while. Um, but if bass did an angler of the year, I would certainly be more inclined to fish bass events. And to, to be completely honest, I fished one 
maybe two bass events this year. Um, I, I'm personally not a big motor guy, um, mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. That doesn't keep me from fishing bass, but it, um, it, it, it you know, is one of those things where it's just another thing that doesn't make it as exciting. Um, the schedule too didn't suit me really great just for events where, you know, I might've just got back from a Hobie or something like that. Or, you know, I got to, I get essentially 10 days off a year from work. So I have to really kind of pick and choose where I want to go. And Hobie's my primary focus. So I'm going to choose Hobie first. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. If they did an angler of the year, I would certainly, you know, that changes things in my opinion, because yeah, I, I've never won a regional uh, tournament. Re- I mean, out, outside of a local tournament, um, I won a Georgia State Championship one year that some people don't even know about, which is funny. But I live in Tennessee and won the Georgia State Championship, and have, have never won the Tennessee State Championships. So that's not a fun nugget of information for everybody. Well, we're not taking it away from anybody in Georgia because they got a <laughs> bunch of good good anglers too. But it's a little tougher in Tennessee, I'd say. Here's a. Yeah. Um, you got a big old bag of hammers, <laughs> yeah, big, big bag of hammers. And, but those, those Georgia guys, while, while we're talking about them, those, those are some of the nicest guys. I, I enjoy fishing with a lot of those guys. Um, um, and Andy Middleton, uh, Jim Ware, um, crazy Jim Clark. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of those guys. I, you know, I can't mention them all, but there's a lot of guys that, that are down there that I really enjoy fishing with. And I, I think they know that because I, I try to come down there and fish one or two tournaments a year with them. Cause I, you know, there's, there's a lot of groups that um, have really good camaraderie. Um, the, the group that Steve-O runs um, TVKA, that that's a great group. Yeah, um, it is. I uh, fished with him a few times and Steve-O is a good buddy of mine, man. Steve-O does a good, good job. Steve O's fantastic. I, I actually won their angler of the year one year. I was driving back and forth from Knoxville um, twice a month. I was I used to really, really struggle on Chickamauga, and that's part of the reason I used to hate it, or, well, still hate it, started hating it. And um, I, I zeroed, like, two of the three times I went down there to fish with them one season. And the next year, I was determined to, to go back down there and, and learn how to fish Chickamauga. And I basically went down there um, – at least two Saturdays a month for six months. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that, that's a, a two-hour drive for me, um, an hour and a half minimum to the upper end of the lake. And I literally would go down there and fish all day. And after the tournament was done, you know, I might drive somewhere on the way home on the same lake and stop and fish till dark and then drive home. I, I was I was absolutely – that. there were two trails down there at the time, TBKA and CBY, which I don't think is still around. I could be wrong. But um, towards the end of the year, um, up, up until both um, um, tournaments at the end of the season, I was actually – I won TBKA's Angler of the Year, and then the CBY, their classic counted for their Angler of the Year, and I wasn't able to fish it because we had another event. But I was so consumed with trying to be um, someone that when they showed up to Chickamauga that I knew what I was doing, that I literally fished two trails that were two hours from me and was going back and forth every weekend because I, 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 I just had to. That was that was the only thing I thought about for, for basically six months. Well, and I mean, the 
you know, that shows your work ethic to, I mean, you're, you're where you are now with the accomplishment that you just had for those kind of reasons. I mean, obviously this event wasn't on chick, but, you know, putting in the work, realizing like what your weak points are, uh, figuring out a way to, you know, maybe not you, you, just because you said you still, you know, quote unquote, hate that, that lake, obviously maybe you're not where you want to be on it, but you're probably, you know, a hundred percent better than you were then just from the hours and hours of, you know, the, I mean, even for the traveling for me, I'm, I'm doing a lot of my thinking when I'm traveling to and from how, how is it going to go and how it went? And then, you know, checking spots off, you know, picking up different pieces of information each place. I mean, it's tons of work and that that's what separates you from a lot of other anglers, obviously. And I mean, in most, most anglers that, that were represented at the TOC, you know, that's the, the 50 best in the business and it's for a reason. I mean, some of them, you know, some people will qualify from having a really good day, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, probably 70, 80% of that field is, is what it is for a reason. You know, it's, those are the people that put in the work. And and something too, um, I I think I mentioned on, on KBN last night, but I I can't stress this enough. Um, The, the group that was at, at TOC, um, you heard it from multiple other guys and, and even, um, you know, that group from top to bottom was one of the best groups we've had together for sportsmanship, um, you know, camaraderie, um, goodness for growing the sport. Um, you know, I, on a couple of different occasions this year, you know, I'd, I'd get in a tournament where it, it didn't feel like kayak fishing. Um, it was, you know, it felt more like fishing in a bass boat where people cared way more about what was going to happen at the end of the tournament than, than they did while they were on the water. And, you know, you heard lots of stories this weekend, like from Matt, where guys would show up to a boat ramp and, and um, by no means were they essentially out of the tournament. You know, they could have had a good day and cashed a check, but they were behind people that were already there and slightly ahead of them in the tournament. And they're, hey, man, um, let me know where you want to go. I'll stay off that side of this bank. You know, I'll, I'll stay over here. Let me know where I can go. And you heard that from Matt about Kurt Smith's, and you heard that with Christine about Vanyo. Um those type of things are what um, get people in the sport. Um, the camaraderie, for sure. The, the, yeah. the camaraderie. Um, the camaraderie and catching giant bags of fish when the boaters are struggling. I think those are the two biggest things. Um, the, the camaraderie and being welcoming welcoming to new people and people going, man, they're, they're freaking stroking fish in those, in those plastic boats. Those I love that part. <laughs> Whatever you want to call them, when people look at it half the time, I mean, you know, as well as I do, they don't call them the right thing. And right. they're, they're going to look at that and go, man, those guys are catching fish. I might have to try that. And that's and that, 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 that I get frustrated with at times when people say, let's make a tough tournament. Um, you know, tough tournaments are good to kind of separate things out, but to purposely make tournaments tough year after year and even certain series that do that, 
to me, that does not look good because it's very easy for people to be negative on things and look at that and go, why are these guys bragging about these old boys catching three 12 inch fish to win a tournament? You know, we can do that on, on what we're doing already. And, you know, see, seeing big fish gets me excited um, and, and gets, you know, gets me wanting to go wherever it is that people are catching big fish. And I, I think that's one of those things where, um, you know, we, we can really show off our skills, both in the kayak and our fishing skills in general, when, you know, we get these big tournaments where we're catching donkeys. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been a big, that's a big thing to me too, is, uh, like you look at, like I go back to MLF again, you saw the negative come in when the first like a big season happened and they were like, well, it's a dink fest. Well, then they changed a few rules, changed up where they fish. And it went from, instead of guys trying to put together the big bag of one pounders, I mean, there's been multiple sevens and eights and nines and God knows how many fours and fives come in. And it turns right back into like what we used to watch when we would watch Bassmaster on, you know, like Saturday mornings. And, you know, but like you said, with the camaraderie with our sport, that's what brought me into it. Uh, I'd never, I mean, I'd done some Thursday nighters and John boats and stuff, but got into the kayak fishing and everybody was welcoming and really enjoyed it, wanted to take it to the next level for a different reason, not next level because I think I'm something that can win these tournaments. It's, you know, I like the traveling and hanging out with the people and meeting all of these, the the people that everybody knows in our industry. I've never met one that I don't like. I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody has bad days, but typically everybody's like, you know, they're willing to talk. You don't really catch too many people keeping stuff. I mean, you certain things, obviously you keep to your chest on tournaments, but you know, that's something that I did, like you said, this year, though, it seemed like and it wasn't just with like the Hobie stuff. It was just all around. There seemed to be a lot more negativity around it mm-hmm. that kind of bothered me just because that's not what I wanted out of this. And it, it's been cool going into the TOC. And it's been a lot of the end of the year stuff that you're seeing the the camaraderie come back and all the positivity, everybody having a good time. So that's kind of like rejuvenating for me because I I can't stand the just all the trash talking and rumors and i mean that's part of it but now, as I'll, i get I'll older trash talk, i'll trash talk with the best of them if, if i know somebody me, me and lambert like to go back and forth and and I'll, I'll trash talk with the best of them if if i know you know we're just joking around I, I i'll get into that now yeah now i'll shit talk like that <laughs> now I'll, I'll get into that but it's the the people passing around the downing things about somebody like it's the bad rumors or yeah, I just all the just straight garbage, man. There's just no need for it. And most of the time people passing that around, they're the ones that are miserable. It's not, you know, yeah. and that, that I just, there was a lot of that this year and I was just like, dude, screw this. I'm just going to, I mean that and on top of work, that's why I haven't just not had my head in it. But yeah. the, like this podcast is probably the only thing that's kept me going with it this year is, I get to catch the positive stuff talking with you talking with, you know, Christine and like the Jody queen, like you can't not smile and enjoy yourself talking to Jody. Jody is always going to make you laugh. I love that guy. (laughs) But, uh, we we both touched on growing the sport there for a second. Just, uh, one of the things that kept me in it this year, you know, kind of kept me, in the right mindset. Most of the year, there is nothing in my opinion that grows 
kayak fishing as much as a weekly Thursday night or Tuesday night or Monday night or whatever you want to do. You know, our local group is a Thursday night. We have more guys that, that, you know, show up and hang out that, you know, new guys and, and a lot of the guys that travel, you know, we show up and fish Thursday nights and, um, you know, we'll, we'll go get something to eat before the tournament and then go, you know, fish six to nine o'clock from, from April to September. And man, that's, that's a lot of fun to me, you know, show, showing up and, 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 and hanging out, <laughs> yeah, hanging out, ha- having a beer with the guys and, and fishing for three hours. And half the time, I don't care if I zero or, or, or catch 60 inches, which we're not catching 60 inches on loud most of the year. Most of the time, whoever catches three 12 inch fish win. But, <laughs> you know, I, I spent most of my Thursday night tournaments this year um, listen, listening to music and in, in, a, in, a, in a boom, not boom boss, but in a speaker on my kayak throwing a buzz bait because I just was like, I'm going to show up and throw top water every Thursday night for three hours and just see if I can catch a donkey and, and, and holler at everybody I'm fishing with. Cause I'll catch a fish and start hollering everybody. I got a donkey. And it's like a <laughs> fish and, I'm everybody, and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, you got a donkey. And I'm, I'm over here like trying to like make it look big and just throwing <laughs> water and, and goofing off. And, and you know, those, those kinds of things, you know, kind of keep the lighter side of everything going. And I, I, I promise that I enjoy those as much as I do fishing, fishing, fishing big tournaments. Cause that's, that, that's where you get people in the sport, in my opinion. 100%. Yeah. The, the, the smaller local stuff, the, you know, hanging out Thursday night. Cause a lot of the times you, you'll bring somebody into it on those little trips. People, you, you catch people at the ramp all the time. They're always interested in what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, always. And, you'll catch those. Like if it's somewhere you fish a lot, I've ran back into them in a kayak, you know, seeing them loading up their tracker and then a month or so goes by and they're like, Hey, and you know, they got them on a send. They're giving it a shot and that they'll be hooked from that. I mean, that tracker will have for sale sign on it. I guarantee it. Yeah. But, uh, real quick, uh, just hopped in here. Uh, I thought it was drew, but he's way too ugly to be drew, but it's uh OG man, <laughs> Brian Schiller. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Sorry, I uh, just finished up the other show, but I wanted to jump in here. So, yeah, did you, did you guys talk about all this nonsense talk after Jordan, my man, did the feat of winning AOI, and now everybody wants to restructure the AOI? What the hell is that we about? we kind of hit on it, and he immediately was like, "I love it. Don't change a thing." <laughs> well, um, I, I, the way it is, um, you know. Regardless, any any anyone's gonna have something to say about changing things. Um, I I don't have a problem. I mean, the the way it was this year worked out great. It worked out for me last year. Um, I, my, me personally, I, I think you have to wait the TOC more because that's the only time everybody's together. Now, I sure. think you get the most participation out of doing three or four events that you keep your best three or four from for the year. But in my opinion, the only way you differ from that is if you quote unquote a pro trail and everybody's got to dump their entry fee money from the star and everybody's, you know, fishing 10 events, you know, if you can't make it, you know, tough taters, um, you know, until that happens, it's, it's an open series. Like I think it should be. And I mean, an open series should, you should be able to cull, cull through some things. Cause I, I promise y'all I'm, I'm not going to be able to, 
take my 10 days off and go fish every one of those uh, events on the Hobie trail as much as I want to, as, as much as I'd love to go to wait Lake Winnipesaukee or whatever that is. And, <laughs> and up, up there in the Northeast, which I, I have no idea where that's even at New Hampshire, maybe Vermont. Yeah, I, I, I think it's New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, as much as I would love to go spend, spend a weekend on that fishery or spend a whole week on that fishery. That's just not reasonable until, you know, we have something that has more, merit to it not that hobie doesn't have merit but you know you guys i mean pro trail you know yeah, yeah. career like I, yeah. I just i just thought it was interesting because the same same thing came up last year when drew came from behind one aoi it's been the same since the start you guys knew it at the beginning of the season but now after a guy wins like now you want to bring it up i thought it was just kind of uh contradictory so to speak yeah, and, and, and that happens locally, too. I mean, I, I've helped run a trail for the last few years, and no matter what happens, there's always people that think, um, you know, if we change this, this could happen, and this, is this, that, whatever. You know, if if, if I wouldn't have lost that 20 um, on, on on day three, you know, I might have won the TOC and might have 25000 more dollars, you know, would have, could have, should have. That's that's one of those things that everybody knew going into it. That's how it was. And um, I, I don't think anybody – I read a lot of those posts and even commented on a few of them on KBN and other places. I, I don't think anybody's being um, negative about that. I, I think it's a good conversation to have. Sure. Uh, but, you know, I, as far as me, I mean, I didn't take anything from it personally. What? What I take from it is a few things. There's a lot of like the outside looking in. Um, maybe you didn't see the person you like, you know, maybe there were a lot of people not happy about how it worked out for Ewing, you know, um, sure. there's a lot of people that put in, put in their two bits that don't fish like, yeah. you know, but the way I look at it is definitely conversation will breed, you know, changes and results and bring up things that need to be talked about. But the people that need to, you, you like as AJ, the people that you listen to are the people fishing it. And for the most part, it seems like the majority of the folks, like we said earlier, the people that take this seriously, like you and everything, they're fine with how it is. And, and, and your point's very good about, you know, until it moves to that, you know, we, we drop 15 G's, 10 G's at the beginning of the year. This covers 10 events you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I think it's a good setup. Uh, there's a lot of angler of the year structures all over the country that I've like read about. Cause I was, you know, wanting to figure out the way I wanted to do it for when we were going to do an Alabama Bassmaster series, you know, what, which structure would I use? There are some crazy ones that like <laughs> some crazy ones. I think that this Hobie deal is perfectly fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like how it can be a nail biter. Like, I don't know. It. I don't see reasonable argument against it when it's now happened basically the same way in two years in a row. It's proven itself. Everybody seemed happy. Nobody walked up to you and are like, well, I'm sure they did playing, but we're like, you know, screw you for passing me and this, but I'm sure they did, but you know, it, it's just all in love. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It, um, as long as people are being constructive in, in what they're doing, um, I'm okay with, with, with any of those conversations. And, and I haven't seen any that I, I think are 
or, or negative. I think they were all good conversations. I mean, I, I the one that I think had the most traction was um, Ewing's dad when he posted on on KBN. Yeah. And um, you know, it, I, I'll be honest. When I first read that and I saw that, and I was reading down through it, and I'm like why is this dude's dad posting about angler of the year on here? And once I read it and got the full, you know, under understanding of what he said, you know, I realized like, Oh, you know, he, he's, you know, he's being fair. He's just, you know, putting in his, 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 um, research on what he did. And, and you know, it, it worked out where the way he figured it up or once you average it all out, you know, I, I would have won by whatever metric that, used by average tournament fish or whatever else, you know, and me and Ewing would have been very, very close. And mm -hmm. you know, by no means um, did Ewing have a bad year. Ewing had an unbelievable year. Um, oh, yeah. And, and Ewing's awesome. You know, I, I I tell them Carson Newman boys, I said, you know, I'm just 30 minutes away. If y'all ever need anything, call me because, you know, y'all y'all are like little brothers to me. And, um, you know, I love them both. Um whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I hated he had had a bad a bad day one, but um, you know the competitive side of me, like I said, you know the first day of the tournament, and I started looking around at who had bad days and who had good days and who wasn't there. You know, I'd I'd be lying if I said I wasn't licking my chops after after day one, going, you know, what? <laughs> let's see, let's see if we can close this thing out. You know, and you know, like like I was gonna say it earlier, you as much as. You know, like we said, you know, prayers for Drew and Haiti couldn't be there. You could be like, that's just one less person I've got to contend with. <laughs> you know, he, he, cause he was, you know, he had it, he was drooling for a repeat. So, yeah. And, and, and Drew's an unbelievable angler. Um, he's a very, very consistent angler. And, and, and he's somebody that has found his niche with, with what he likes to do. And he's very good at finding places where he can fish comfortably. And, um, you know, you hate that Drew's not there, but you know, from a from a competitive standpoint, there's there's no one in that room that didn't go, okay, well that's one less person we have to beat because you know when Drew's there, you have to beat Drew. Yeah, uh, and and there's there's a lot of guys like that. Um, I'm I mean, there over half the TOC fields like that. When you see those guys there, it's like, okay, I, I've got to beat this person. I got to beat Jay. I got to beat Cody. I got to beat Russ. Um, you got to beat Christine. You got to beat everybody. And, you know, to when, when the dust settles and you come out on top, there's, there's only one way to be. And it's very, very appreciative. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I was going to ask you. Well, like uh, one of my next questions was like, uh, you, you just said it appreciative, but what, what does this achievement really mean to you? Like, is it just a check mark off the, the list of things you want to do, or does it change your mindset going on from here? Which also is part of another question. Like, this is such a big achievement because this tournament is regarded as, you know, the real deal, just like it says tournament of champions and their AOI is the AOI to be, you know, does this take it from being a hobby to 
now take that next gear switch, you know, switch that next gear into making this a career trying to, well, what's your take on it? You know, from winning this moving forward. Um, by, by all means, I, I enjoy my job, but if, if somebody walked up to me tomorrow and was like, Hey man, um, we're going to start a pro kayak trail. We're going to give you 50 grand to go run around and, and fish a kayak. I, I feel like this past weekend kind of put me in a conversation to where, um, you know, kind of might've bumped me up a couple notches. If, if, if 100%, if, if I'm being honest, um, there was the fantasy kayak fishing thing a couple of years ago. And, and, and I, I have not forgot, um, there were like 10 or 20 guys in the, the class a or class one or whatever that was on the fantasy thing. And I was in the B group and I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that pissed me off. Oh, sure it did. <laughs> um, I saw that and was like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, and I, I feel like I'm a very consistent angler and I feel like because I hadn't won an individual tournament that's, you know, regional or national or whatever else that, that I feel like I get forgotten about sometimes. And, you know, like I mentioned on KBN last night, you know, I feel like the Hobie AOI, um, if I could put it for one word would be validity. Um, because, you know, I, I, I don't want to be, you know, looked, looked over. Um, I, I certainly want people to know, like when I come to a tournament, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, um, you got to beat me just like you yeah, just said about certain other people. The same way I know I've got to beat Russ or, or, or Jay or Cody or whoever else, whenever we go somewhere. And, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, not hope, but I, I certainly think that I'm in that upper level now. And that's one of those things where. Obviously, it's it's a checklist thing where I wanted to do that, and that was my goal going into the last weekend was was the AOI, um, and it's it's a check mark. But you know, there's there's still check marks that that I need to take care of, and that's that's one of them that I I feel like I took care of. Oh no, very proven, and validity is the best word to use for it, in my opinion, because you know you do have your anglers that. People, obviously, the first names that come to people's mind when they think of the higher level kayak fishing, but doing anything that puts you above the rest in Hobie right now is that thing. I mean, definitely the guys carry weight winning Bassmaster events, winning KBF events, but the if everybody is looking at this from a going professional, you know, futuristic thing, they're looking at that because that is the angler of the year to win right now. I mean, KBF's got a big one too. Uh, but it's, you know, the, the Hobie level is just totally different. And, you know, when, I mean, even though you didn't win that tournament, I mean, second right. place, you second place last year. Like, that's consistency. And, and consistency is key. I mean, there's there's so many ways to be, I've talked about it before, you know, yeah, being a great angler means that you're, you could be great in the fishing industry. But you got guys that are, like good here and there you got guys like gerald swindle that i think they only have like one win but they they market themselves well and then you've got just the consistent people that you always hear about so there's so many ways to take these steps and doing that in hobie right now like i i guarantee you it wouldn't your name forever now is etched in the stone like you'll be you know people will be like damn jordan entered this tournament just like the guys in tennessee already know like 
Yeah. They're like, damn, Jordan entered this tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, that, that's something I'm, I'm planning on doing a lot more of. You, you mentioned marketing. I, I, I'm, I've got GoPros and I'm, I'm terrible and forgetful about doing that and, and keeping my GoPros with me and, and charged and, and all that stuff. But, you know, marketing is something that I'm trying to work on. You know, I've got, um, I'm, I'm working on my YouTube. I got my logo. I got it printed up. Nice. On it. Um, nice. if y'all know Chase Tanner, Chase Tanner that has the, uh, um, the thread fin apparel and does mm-hmm. a fantastic job with that. He actually helped me design, design the logo and, and that wallet. And, um, that's for anybody, I'm going to give him a shout out real quick. Not sorry to interrupt. He did some stuff for us. Music city outdoors in Nashville, Threadfin apparel, Chase Tanner, Threadfin did all the new canoe stuff. Like mm-hmm. Chase Tanner is that is if y'all give him some business, I'm sure he's already got too much, but check out Threadfin Apparel for he does he'll do the artwork, you know, uh there's like one time art fees you can order from him, uh any kind of shirts. He gives you lists, color options. He's really easy to work with. He's always communicates. Check it out, but continue. Yeah, that's that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna use this is for, for momentum. Um by no means am I gonna go out and, and email nine million people and, and ask for, you know, pro staffs or whatever, but um I, I think I'm getting to the point, at least my personal views are to the point where I, I feel like I, I've been consistent long enough to where I, I feel like that if if I say I'm using something that, that carries some weight now. Definitely. You know, pe- people have mentioned that in the past. You know, why why don't you have YouTube? Why don't you do this? I a lot of times get frustrated watching YouTube because a I don't trust anybody, and b I, I don't particularly. It, it, I, it's not that I don't care because that was what I was going to say, and that doesn't sound right. But when when I don't know um, the situation for a lot of people when they're when they're YouTubing, there's there's a lot of guys that fish areas that are stock ponds and. And, and rivers that are just unbelievable. Um, I, I grew up and, and fished a tough fishery in Fort Loudon. If, if anybody wants to know how tough that place is, look at the MLF um, wild card or whatever it was just here like two weeks ago. Um, they had a two-day tournament with 160 boats and 14 pounds won in two days or 13 pounds or something just stupid. Jesus. And, and half the field zeroed. Um, not a single person caught a limit for two days. That's um, nuts. <laughs> Winter had seven fish in, in a five fish two day tournament. He he came up three key for sure. If you want to talk about tough fishery, um, if you post a YouTube video and you come down here and and wreck them, then I'll then I'll be more than happy to watch your YouTube video. And and I think that you know when I when I'm looking through stuff, I'm when I'm looking at YouTube, I'm looking more at product and things and people that I trust, um, like, um, tactical bass. And, um, I, I watch some of their stuff. Now they get, I should be able to sign them off as like a tax deduction. Cause I spent a lot of money because of those dudes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like those guys and you know, I, I think they get repetitive and recycle stuff because they get new um, people that watch every year. I, I think they have like a, a spring cranking, cranking video. That's basically the same video that they just re-record and change a few things every year. And that's, you know, I, I get it. That's fantastic, but I'm not going to sit down and watch that. So I've always been in the mindset of why would anyone want to watch me, a kayak fisherman, 
go out and do a cranking video when there's guys like tactical bassin, um, wired to fish and things like that. And, you know, now with a little bit more time and, and perspective of different fisheries, I think I have something to offer now that I wouldn't have had a few years ago. And that's as much people wanting to watch me because they know who I am as much as it is watching for what I could offer. Now, if you talk to anybody, I'm not a very technical person. I'm not going to say, Hey, use this eight pound line instead of 10 pound line because it goes six inches deeper. I, I fish too fast to, to know whether it's going four inches deeper, six inches deeper. I, I, I don't care as long as I'm cranking and it's hitting the bottom. Um, and I think I can bring a perspective to YouTube and things that I'm planning on, you know, doing that um, bring a realistic aspect to what most people can do. You don't have to go out and buy um, all everything back here. I mean, y'all can probably see I've got 20 different, you know, spro crankbaits up there. But if you look, there's about three colors that have 20 each of those three colors and the same way with a jackhammer i either throw a green pumpkin jackhammer with a green pumpkin blade or i throw a white and chartreuse jackhammer with, with the silver blade and and that's about it I, I buy them by the dozen and just bite the bullet and get them because i know i'm going to use them and i don't have to worry about you know uh, I, and, and every single one of them are half ounce i, I don't buy some three eighths i don't buy some half i don't buy some one ounce i buy them all half so when I take one off, I put the same one back on. If they're not eating it too well, I slow it down. And if they're eating it great, then I can cover more water and speed up. Um, and I like to keep everything really simple. And I think that's something that's kind of been forgotten about with um, all the information that's out there. Um, people think you have to go out and buy every single jackhammer of every color. Just buy one color, buy three or four of them of the same color, same size, and get good with it. And then go from there. Yeah, you got to, a lot of fishing is confidence. And like, I'm guilty of it myself that I went through a lot of, I mean, I still do. Like, I'll when I try a new bait, I'll grab a bunch of colors. Once I find one, like, like you said, white and chartreuse and black and blue are my two jackhammer colors. And it took a lot. I've, I probably got $500 in jackhammers over there in colors that I will not throw anymore because I went through them. And like, I still every now and then you'll catch me. Tournament morning, I'll start throwing, you know, a fire crawl, crank, cranking that bad boy in, and I won't be feeling it. Nope, black and blue. It's black and blue. I don't care what the water looks like. It's black and blue. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the marketing, the YouTube thing, it, it hasn't lost its weight, but I look at it a little differently. So people's attention spans are so much shorter nowadays. YouTube videos are great. Some of my favorite as far as kayak fishing would be like Christine and Greg Blanchard, you know, Greg, casual Greg, fun yeah. stuff and yeah. tournament recapping, because that's something that a lot of people can catch there, especially like a name like Christine or Russ and Jody, you, these people that people want to know what they were doing. Do I want to see your whole tournament day? No, you can show me the highlights, you know, and show me it differently. Like I do like when you catch that, that fish and you get that moment. Now that is really, really cool. But you know, a lot of the, like you said, where it's, I mean, I get gear coverage review and stuff, but a lot of it is, 
you know, people are wanting you to try these things that they try, you know, for affiliate links and stuff like that, which is not because a lot of people are marketing YouTube to make money off of it. Not to, it's not, I want you to know me. It's, I want everybody to watch this because it's monetized and I'm going to get a check from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I've always been like, I take a GoPro or two with me every trip. It's always running. I don't put together videos. I like to do like Instagram stuff. You can catch really good still shots and that stuff. Like if you scroll Facebook or Instagram right now, it's short clips, obviously, cause that's all Instagram does. And really high quality photos of like, like I work with bending branches, you know, you can get some killer shots of just that paddle sitting still. And that's to me, marketing is more that now than it is the big long videos, but, and, but not taking it away. If, if someone comes in, like you're saying with a totally different way of doing it and approaching it, that's not saturated or clickbait, then I'm off. That's the kind of video I'll catch, but, I'll scroll through right now. And even if it's somebody I really like following, if it, you can tell a clickbait title. Sure. Yeah. I'm not even watching it. I don't care who you are. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. like, yeah. cause it's not going to be as cool as you make it sound Yeah, <laughs> like cops got called. No one cares. Like, <laughs> I would rather see your Facebook post of you just bailing out of jail. And then I'll go back and watch that video. <laughs> yeah. But I know that's not what happened. <laughs> one, of the, one of the goofiest videos I think I've ever watched. And, and, and I still make fun of myself for watching it. Um, somebody sent me a video of. I, I don't even know who it was, but somebody put a GoPro and strapped it to an absolute donkey, like a 12 pounder. <laughs> and basically put the fish in the water and tried to get, you know, catch the fish to get the GoPro back or something like that. And, and it had millions of views, millions of views. And I was like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would be so sick to my stomach to put a GoPro on a, on a fish like that and put it in the water. You, you couldn't pay me that money to do that. And, and that's $400 camera. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not even the camera as much as it is just the fish, man. I I, I can imagine catching a fish that big and and my first fish, man, I'm going to make some money if I strap a GoPro to this thing. (laughs) Very true. Um, and, And, and that's, you know, that's why if, if, you know, if, if the YouTube thing ever materializes and, you know, I start uploading videos and things like that, it's there, there's not going to be a whole lot of clickbait because I don't watch clickbait. I, I don't want to watch th- that crap. Um, it, it's going to be um, tournament recaps, me floating the river and, and, and explaining things that I know how to explain well and, you know, and, and things like that. Um, things that I know that I would be interested in and things that I think people forget about, um, doing, um, there's a a good friend of mine that does kayak catfishing and he makes more money. He's got more, he's got more followers off 
YouTube um, than um, Wired to Fish or Tackle Bassin or any of them. And I'm like, I, I don't know a single other person fishing for catfish out of a kayak except you. And I've kayak fished for a long time. And, and part of that YouTube stuff, I just don't understand. I, I don't oh, know yeah. how there's that many people watching it. But uh, Justin's fantastic because he found a way to take what he loves and enjoys doing. And he doesn't care whether you watch it or not. Uh, if if anybody, if you all ever go watch Kayak Catfish, I mean, he's obviously very thankful to people that watch and tune in and things like that. And when he goes live, people tip him and he's hilarious. I've, I've been on a couple of those videos with him, but you know, um, he, he would do the exact same thing, whether people were watching or not, it just makes it more fun for him that people are watching. And that's, um, that's what I would like to essentially do with, with bass fishing. And, you know, obviously I know that's a long way off. That doesn't happen overnight. And Justin's grant, uh, grinded and grinded and grinded for that for a long time. But seeing the people that watch Justin's stuff and, and he's not doing clickbait, um, he's really learned how to post at the right times and do those kinds of things. And, and, that's what I like guys like Greg and guys like Justin that are doing it because they like doing it. Yeah. That, that's always been my big thing. Greg Blanchard was the first one that I followed. And my, the thing I took away that I liked the most was like, he shows you the good, the bad, the ugly. He doesn't care. He'll go skunk and put it all on camera. He'll go slay him, put it on camera. You know, I think he won that Hobie event that one year. I think it was one of the first, Hobie BOS series events out in California. I think it was, I can't remember, but I remember him winning that it was all on camera, which was fantastic, you know, and that, that's what I think a lot of people would rather see is that more natural, you know, they're not selling you nothing. They would do it if, whether you were there or not, you know, just like you said, and that, that's the way I, I hope to see more of the kayak folks go, but like, and it goes back to like we said earlier about it as some of these guys don't market themselves well. You know, some of them. And then a lot of people don't think about it until things like happen like you just did. You know, you achieved a very, very huge, you know, just that that thing in the sky that you reached up and grabbed that tons of people want to do and won't be able to do. And it puts you up a level, just like you said, to where you're like, okay, I should be in contention for or in the talk for anything. And, you know, I'm now validated here. And that's when you're like, well, that being the case. I need to step myself up and that that's where it goes from here. I just, I hope more people in our sport see that because the, the more you see that the faster things like everybody talks about the future come, you know, you want these big companies to put big dollars in more than 10 people have to show them that they can be professional, that they can do this for a living. And it's, it's, it's needed. Yeah. One of the things I've appreciated, you just, um, like last night after I got off KBN, I got um, text messages last night, Facebook messages even today um, with people that, um, well, I always thought who would want to listen to me, some young guy from East Tennessee that has a draw when he's explaining things. Um, that's one of the things I like about 
um, Dusty Yacker's videos, he's very articulate. He's got a very good um, voice. He's got a radio-esque voice for doing those kinds of things. And, you know, I, I did some YouTube videos and before I went to post them, and I just would listen to that and I'm like, man, I don't know about that. I, I don't particularly <laughs> like listening to myself at all. And I, I'm very particular about voices. There's some there's some things on TV I just won't listen to because people's voices get on my nerves. And 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 it turns out um, there's there's a lot of people that aren't super fond when they listen to themselves on camera when they listen back. And um, having an outpouring of people that were um, very um, responsive and 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 um, gave me good reviews of, of being on podcast both last night and before, you know, when I've been on KBN and stuff and I have no shortage of words of talking and, and rambling and things like that. But it's, I can't appreciate all those texts and things enough because, you know, when you win something like that and you're like, okay, well, how, how can I do this? How can I move on with the momentum from this? How, what do I need to do to kind of, um, submit myself and keep myself where I'm at and you go on podcasts and things and you know, I'm trying to do everything I can and I'm second guessing it. You know, did I say the right thing? Should I stutter too much? Did I pause too much and, you know, get off there. And the first thing I do is start seeing text messages from my friends, from people I barely know. Good job on the podcast. Good job. Congrats this weekend. You know, uh, you need to be on more podcasts and that means just as much to me is is saying good job after the tournament or you know whatever else you know when when you're getting out of your comfort zone and people are still supporting you that means a lot yeah it's it's just you know the recognition yes but it also is you know it lets you know that something that you're out of your comfort zone you're doing it right which you know that's something with podcasting when i first started it it was rough you know because I can talk about anything, but I've never talked in front of a camera and recorded it, you know? And then it went from, like you said, I'll listen to some, if I don't like your voice, I can't listen to it. Whether that be (laughs) how you talk or I don't, I mean, I don't mind a Southern draw. I'm from Alabama. It's, you know, some people, like if you're going to take things like, like this, for instance, to that level, I upgraded all of my equipment. I wanted it to sound more radio quality. You know, I didn't want it to sound like, like when we have these, you you guys come in. I don't care if you come in on your cell phone. It's what you have. You're not doing this for a living. I'm interviewing you. Your yeah. quality doesn't matter to me. You know, me as the the person that's bringing you on, and you know, I'm not doing this for a living or anything. But I want it to. You know, we want Paddle and Finn to be huge. We want people to look in and be like, "That's very well done. The sound quality is amazing." You know, we still got stuff to work on, but you know, I struggled with it until. Uh, actually a tournament not too long ago, I held the state championship in Alabama and guys were like, man, love your show. Thanks so much for keeping us in tune with all the tournaments across the country. And that was like, that's why I do that. Okay. You know, get back to it. So I I understand completely, but uh, we're, we're getting close to closing here. There is this one last question I had and we've kind of touched on it, but you know, where do you see the kayak fishing and stuff going in general? Are you wanting to see that, you know, truly, you, you said it, you love your job, but you've also, you're, you know, you're a name in the sport and you, 
you know, you're a heavy hitter, you're consistent, you're there. Do you want to have the opportunity for those? Like if, if it did come out tomorrow that there was a tournament where you had to drop 10 G's up front or something like that. Is that what you want from this sport is that next level? I, I think there's a lot of people that fantasize about that. And then there's half those people that say they want that. There's half of those people that um, would would actually do it when it when it comes down to it. Yeah. And, um, you know, only time will tell where you know this all ends up going. There's a lot of people that think it never happens. There's some people that's like, you know, I've been hearing for five years. Oh, next year, next next year, or two years from now, next year, and you know. Only time will tell, really. I, I think it's leading up to that. Um, I, I mean, I'd certainly like to see everyone get the opportunity for those kinds of, of events and, and that um, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I wish I did know. Um, you know, the more bigger names get involved, you know, I, I remember a few years ago, FLW did the kayak tournament at Nickajack. Mm-hmm. and. That was a big deal, man. It's FLW getting into then that's a big name getting into getting into kayak fishing. And then one tournament poof gone, never hear anything else about it. Right. And you know, Bass 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 is getting into it and um they kind of dipped their toe into it the first year and now they're kind of coming out with with schedules and trails and and I think if they ever come out with an angler of the year that kind of um takes that more serious after that and um you know right right now hobie's hobie's the premier trail and you know it doesn't sound like they're changing anything for next year so as far as i'm concerned um uh i don't don't know what hobie's plans are but hobie's plan uh, you know hobie's the premier event trail they're the most organized um they they have the most loyalty to their trail um they're the most consistent every year uh, to me, Hobie leads the way with that. Um, I, I think I think kayak fishing goes where Hobie goes, and not just the boats. I think the whole BOS trail. I think kayak fishing goes where Hobie goes, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people would argue that, and like I, I it's, okay as far as consistency and everything and how it's ran, I agree with you one hundred percent. Just an outside view I have on it is uh, if bass could get their shit together with it, you know, and they're they're slow at stuff you know but they're old school but the way i look at it and it's nothing against hobie is if if bass took it serious and would put their money into it bass could jump ahead just because they have so much i mean they've been around 50 years you know they've got money they've got the sponsors already all they got to do is like oh this is another one of our things yeah you know just like they do with college I, i don't disagree with that i just um I don't see it happening. I'll be straight on. I don't see it happening either. I, I just, it, it, it is what it, it is what it is with that. I just until something changes and it and it gets um um and, and the whole group itself. You know, I'm not by no means singling any any one person out. I just think there's uh, a lack of commitment from bass um as far as the kayak fishing goes there's a lot of people on the kayak fishing end of it reaching out to bass in my opinion to to try to do everything that they can and i think it's just um 
just kind of mismatch on commitment, if, if nothing else. Looking at it, the big thing I see is, and I've talked about it tons of times, and just as like, like I know a decent amount about marketing and business and stuff like that. Like Bass is looking at it as an ROI situation, like, wow. and and that's what people don't understand. And we talk about it. Like they want to see kayak fishing kind of prove themselves before they they're going to dump all of their their resources in. And and I understand that. And that's where Hobie, it's about the angler, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and it, 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 to me, that shows like Hobie being more grassroots, not, not saying the tournament series isn't like elite, but like, it's about them where bass is, it's, well, what do we get out of you? You know, why should I put my money where you are? And it could change. It's just like me personally working with bass just here on the state level. I see how hard it is to get anything done or changed because it's a bunch of older guys that have been doing this for years. What they do works. Why change it? And it's, you know, that's, that's true in so many things. And then one thing you said, you know, about half the anglers that say they would like to see that pro series. I think if, if it was to, if someone was to offer it next year, how many anglers could even actually do it? Not even if that angler actually wants to, and 100% would commit, and it all comes back circle to marketing. I mean, that's when you have to start leaning on these sponsors for more than the discount. But like, look, this is it. I need you to cut me. I need pay for my gas, pay for my entry fees. And a lot of guys don't want to ask anybody for anything. So, and and if you would have asked me the same question like five years ago when we were sitting at Kentucky Lake for a national championship that paid a hundred thousand dollars, I would have told you there was a clear front runner and. To be honest with you, I couldn't tell you the last time I fished the KBF tournament, and I couldn't tell you the next time I'm going to because I don't want to. Right. Uh, that, that they have no um, validity, in my opinion, anymore um, because of you know things that have happened with that, and um, things that I've heard are about to happen or going to happen currently. Just you know, they've essentially fallen off the face of the earth, in my opinion. Um, and it's it's sad to see because I, I think they did a great job of getting a lot of people into the sport and, you know, kind of giving us a lot of hype out, out the gate for, for that. And, you know, they still, you know, gave away $100,000 at, at that tournament, regardless of how you want to look at it. But um, now, that I mean, they're the biggest cluster there, there is in kayak fishing, in my opinion. I, I, I just... Um, that's and that that that's something I think too. It's, I say it all the time. You can't you can't not say that we owe we, everybody in this sport owes a lot to Chad and KBF because none of this would have progressed to where it is without them from from them starting to mistakes that have been made. Right. Um, but like I personally hope to see. I've never fished. I fished some of the month. I say I fished some of the monthlies. I've literally been on the water once in like the three monthlies that I've signed up for because I get too busy. But Never fished one of their tournaments. Uh, kind of dodge it just because of the negativity, and I think that's something that's going to hurt them in the long run. Um, I do think that they could have good changes in the works. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they don't. But like you said, with the validity, have they dug themselves a hole with the kayak anglers themselves to where? And I mean, they still get participation. That, that it's a it's a yeah. conversation for a totally another another show. I think KBF does a great job of keeping monthly tournament hype up because there are a lot of guys that can't travel and do stuff. And 
Um, kudos to them for, for keeping monthly tournaments alive. Um, that's something I was never super, super interested in, but I see how much interest there is. Um, the KBBT has, has done a good job of, of giving, you know, guys that like to fish online tournaments, you know, month long tournaments and all, all that they do, you know, giving them a platform to do that. And there's by no means nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I just feel like there's there's people that are growing um, and groups that are growing, uh, trails that are growing and the hype's growing. And there's certain groups that are falling off quickly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. I agree. And that, that that's part of what I'm, I mean. And I, I hope to see that change. But but at the same time, you know, something can't grow. Everything doesn't grow with it. You know, there's always you know, the dead branches that have to fall off, you know, everything, if, if everything in this kayak fishing scene goes positive, it'll be oversaturated very quickly right? and it'll hurt itself. Uh, just because you mentioned a couple of the other ones, what are your thoughts on the KFL style format? Um, I just being honest, I really like the format. And I know there's a lot of guys that like to rag on certain things because things are different. I like the KFL format. Um, I uh, considered um, starting a team when I first heard about it, and there wasn't enough interest around me um, to, to do that, and that's that's fine. Um, I looked at maybe joining uh, one of the teams that were already on there this year and had some conversations with guys that, that had open spots and, and things like that. But when it came down to it, when they needed, you know, confirmation, um, Hobie hadn't had their schedule out yet and KFL didn't really have their schedule out yet. And, you know, like I've talked about before, you know, Hobie's, Hobie's my primary focus. Right. And, um, and, and if I knew that I could fish both, you know, ahead of time and said, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll work around whatever like that. You know, I wouldn't mind fishing both. You know, I, I'm I probably fish as many tournaments as is as anybody in the whole country as far as meet up tournaments. Um, you know, there's at least you know, once or twice a year, I'll fish three tournaments in a week. I'll fish a Thursday night or I'll fish a Saturday morning and I'll leave the lake and drive from there and drive straight to somewhere and fish a Saturday evening, Saturday night tournament. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Yeah, uh, if anybody doesn't believe him, go check his Tourney X stats and rankings and stuff. And his list of tournaments he's been in is long. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of tournaments. We've got a lot of clubs in Tennessee. I mean, you ask these guys. I mean, it's... Um, they, they've seen me on the interstate leaving a Watts bar Saturday morning, 10 cat tournament and driving up to Norris for a, a clinch mountain tournament. I, I've done it multiple times. I've, I've went and fished um, Loudon in the morning and then drive to Chickamauga and fish a night tournament. I, I, I love fishing. I love the competitiveness of, of fishing. Tournament. Up with it. Um, I've been doing it a long time and, um, and I love fishing our small little Thursday night tournaments. Um, and if I knew I could fish both, I 100%. Um, if anybody's watching and, and uh, you wouldn't mind if I fished just a couple of tournaments with the KFL, I don't, I don't care. I just like fishing. Um, if, if somebody wants me to fish with them, I'll fish with them. So that's what uh, I, I was going to say that uh, anybody listening to part of the KFL, and I know Dan Perry, you know, used to be one of our hosts here that 
Um, he runs one of the Alabama teams, and I know he would spread the word. Y'all should look at adding Jordan to like with your schedule and Hobie being your commitment. Maybe you could get on as an alternate because they do that. Maybe you could. I, I would have no problem with doing that. I just I knew I couldn't commit to it, and that's not fair to the guys. That's primary commitment is KFL, and um, you know I'm. Um, I, I just, I don't, I didn't want anybody to feel slighted that I jumped on a, cause there's no Tennessee teams. And, uh, that was one of the Alabama teams I actually was talking to. And, um, you know, I, I just, I didn't feel right taking somebody's place when I didn't know how many tournaments I could fish, if it was one or six or, or however many. Um, but I, I, I just like fishing, man. I, I, there's a lot of great water everywhere in Tennessee and Alabama, wherever. Um, I, I just, I just like fishing and, and tournaments are a, a bonus. The, the, the competitiveness of that's a bonus. And if you do well in a tournament, that's, that's icing on the cake. Heck yeah. And you've got a hell of a start for next year, man. You cash some big checks this weekend and you can turn that money and ride around. And at minimum, you could say that your entry fees is paid next year. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, um, outside of saving a little money on the side for uncle Sam and, and maybe buying a piece of property and, and, uh, getting out of my mom and dad's hair, um, which I'm super appreciate, appreciate, <laughs> um, um, they, they've let me chill at home and, and run around the country and, and chase, chase after little green, little brown fish for, for, for a few years now. So I, I, I can't appreciate them enough. I don't know if they're watching it. It don't really matter. I need to thank them anyway, but, uh, just don't uh, tell them what you won. They might be like, "Well, uh, so the the rent went up." Oh and- yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh, they they've they've always been super 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 helpful of 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 helping me out and and things like that. I uh, my, my dad got me into fishing and, and fishing out of a bass boat when I was thirteen or so, and that's that's kind of the 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 lead into the kayak and things like that. So, um, you know hopefully you know take some of that money give give uncle sam a little bit and and put some money down on some property maybe you know uh get get me a place where i can have more than this this barn uh <laughs> that, that that on my tackle is in right now and base basically everything's in <laughs> yeah <laughs> no nah, man well you're on your way and i'm i think moving forward i think we'll we'll definitely be hearing about you more on here i'm still going to call it I th- I'm going to say you're my pick for winning chick, the Hobie event. I got your spot reserved. You're, you're, you're the only person choosing it, man. I, I, <laughs> that's, that's a, that's, that's a wild place, especially that time, that time of year. There's, there's going to be some really good offshore fish caught. And if anybody knows me knows I don't fish offshore. So, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to come fish that event just to donate my money and be back there when they, say that you won because i'm gonna stand up in front of everybody just i told y'all <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough well uh man i appreciate it i, I didn't mean to keep you so long but it, it's a great conversation uh, i loved having this talk with you and getting your side of the story just because uh, the angler of the year with hobie is a big deal you know uh, we didn't get to talk with drew about it last year when when he won it you know he's touched on it here and there since he's been uh, co-hosting with me but I greatly appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, good luck to you with everything, you know, going into next season, man. I, I appreciate it, man. I love being on the podcast, you know, holler at me anytime. Hey, we didn't get to talk about the lakes individually, but I, you know, I, I think we had plenty to talk about anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm sure, you know, uh, I've said it 
uh, last few weeks. We're coming into our off season. This is the last like tournament I'm covering you know, as far as right after the event happens. Uh, yeah. And I've got topics wrote down. Uh, I'm probably going to hit you up here in the next week or so, all the way up through Christmas. I'm going to be recording shows. So yeah. we may, we may break it down even further. You know, we can, you can tell me what you want to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not planning on fishing hardly anything. I'm, I might just get out and fish the rivers while they're still good and they're still running water through the, through the TVA system. But, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's golf time for at least a couple months. Oh Lord. <laughs> My man's got too many expensive hobbies. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I was playing in a golf tournament, uh, probably a month ago. So I, I'm, I'm, I can't do anything without being competitive, unfortunately. So I feel you. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon and, uh, you know, good luck again and, uh, you know, thanks so much and have a good night, man. No problem. Appreciate it. Have a good one, Jimmy. All right. All right, folks. Well, that was probably one of the favorite episodes I've got to do. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed just taking it a little bit of a different route. You know, I'm sure all of us as podcast listeners, you know, you're going to hear about the, the tournament itself, uh, on one of the other shows and you'll probably still hear about it here. Cause I, I really do. I'm sure I'm going to get Jordan back on. We're going to break that down, maybe break down some of the other lakes that he fished this year with Hobie. Um, like always, uh, we'll do a little bit of a tournament recap, uh, from previous weekend, just three. So it won't take too long. Uh, actually it might be four. It's four. Uh, the one we just covered the Hobie BOS tournament of champions on Lake Eufaula, uh, 50 anglers, uh, five fish limit each day. Christine Fisher with a huge kind of upset win over Jordan uh, with 240 and a half. Jordan came in second, 236 and a quarter. And Ron Champion came in right behind him with 235. Uh, Kayak Anglers of Florida, Sunshine State Trail were on uh, Lake Kissimmee. 58 Anglers, five fish limit. First place, Chris Mitchell, 86 and three quarters. Second place, Mark Passamato with 85 and three quarter. Uh, third place, Richard White, the third with 82 and three quarter. Uh, the Tennessee Kayak Anglers Tournament on uh, Loudon and Teleco, 29 anglers. First place, John Sechez with 57.5. That's a three-fish tournament. Second place, Josh Sharp with 53 inches. Third place, Eric Miller with 52 and a quarter. Last but not least, the North Texas Kayak Bass League on Lake Athens in Athens, Texas. 29 anglers. Mr. Clifton Allen, uh, 85 and a quarter for the win there. Second place, Paddle and Fins, very own Dustin Nichols, 84 and three quarters. So close, Dudu. You did great, man. And third place, Jacob Smith with 81 and three quarters. Well, uh, that's it, folks. Uh, another great show. Uh, sorry we missed Drew this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him back on soon, but they's having a baby, so we ain't going to bother him. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you like and share this up. Uh, share that show post. Help Jordan out. You know, let, let's help him get his foot in the right direction with the marketing. But uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.